the game is about your mind. Uh, see how fast your mind will travel. And uh, if you can't take it, it will get you anger. And uh, medicine men played this game. They were the first ones to play this game. You're listening to Coco Banda. Peon is a game that dates back thousands of years. It's played at night around an open fire, and the wages are as high as the players want them to be. Joining us now to talk about this game, Marlo Barley and his daughter Kiki, Dina Thomas, museum secretary, and Ulysses Heredia, Cocopa curator. And Ulysses, tell us a little about what you have brought from the game Peon. These uh, items, which are a set of 15, are the counting sticks for the Peon game. The counting sticks are 15, and we have these ones made of dowel, wooden dowel. They were trimmed, they were stained, and also wrapped with rabbit fur, uh, which uh, you're gonna see some pictures uh, with more detail about as well. They were made by Mark Barley in the 1980s. And it was mentioned, these are one of the components of the game. There's other pieces such as the hand pieces, the blanket played around fire at night and with song as well. And Mr. Marlo Barley, you were teaching Cocopa kids during summer school, the game of Peon. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what that means to you as a Cocopa elder. The game means a lot. Um, the game is about your mind. Uh, see how fast your mind would travel. And uh, if you can't take it, it will get you anger. And uh, medicine men played this game. They were the first ones to play this game. They uh, used their minds. See who was faster, who could think fast, who could uh, hide the fastest, and you can't find. You have to use your mind. And the only thing I like about this is that everything is traditional. They fast. They, uh, some goes in sweat lodges. And they don't play around. They really mean it. They'll last for four days and then they play their games. What that does is clean you cell, your body out. It cleans your mind. After that, the chief used it the same way. See how fast your mind could move. Think fast, move fast, without anger. And now, the kids never used to play, but we wanted them to play because it's almost over. Everything about natives, are, I call them Indians, because that's what I am. I'm an Indian. Kapa, Kokopa. That's what I believe in. But it's ending. There's not going to be any more Kokopas. I might not see it. Then again, I might. And in our ways, it's gone. And this is one of the ways that we brought some of the kids back. And today, there's a few of them still playing this game. Mostly girls. And uh, they're doing a good job. They sing songs, and the songs mean a lot. 
The song brings back the old spiritual. They say when you sing this song, spirits will come in. They're sitting here or standing here. I had one elder told me they were all coyotes one time. They came in. They were all standing behind them. They were singing a coyote song. They all came and sang. And um, we try to teach the kids, don't forget where you come from. Remember who you are. And don't be ashamed. Because uh, we're still living, we're still alive. And uh, people say, when we do this game, people think it's evil. But it's not. And the warriors, when they play this game, I was told by the elders, when the warriors play this game, some of them knew they weren't coming back. They had to give up some of their kids, their family, their home, everything they owned, they had to give it up because he knew he wasn't coming back. And, and that's how our people grew and, and uh, that's how come we're still Kokopas. And, and we're probably the only ones almost have 100 to 95% Kokopas and the rest maybe 20 to 25% Kokopas. I'm one of the oldest. I was told I'm, I'm a Palpal. That's how I got my name. My, my people got that name. My family got that name, the Bardi. And uh, these old guys use these sticks for points. There's 15 sticks. And you got a set of bones. You got a white one and a black one. The black one is a decoy. You put them in each hand under the blanket. You sing a song. They call it the fighting of the hand. And there's a man standing here, or a lady standing here. He's the coimi, like a ref. He's the boss. You do something wrong, you cheat or whatever, she'll kick you out or take your points or kick your sticks, whatever. You can do it, or he can do it. Can't argue with them, because they're always right. And uh, the bones, they're made of a bird. And some of the bones are made out of coyotes, but it's a certain tribe has their own set. Us, we have a crane. He's a gray bird, has a long beak, but this tall. That's the bones we use. He's not the first bird. 
I'll tell you one later, but this is the first bird that uh, um, I use. They prey on it, they smoke it, and the other teams can't find it. Losers, some of them get mad because they got a weak mind. Because you can't win all the time, and, and that's, I mean, it's an everyday thing, it's an everyday life. You'll win one time, you'll lose the next time. Win again, and you'll lose. And that's how it is. You gotta accept that fact and learn those ways. Getting mad is a weak sign. Not gonna make it. That will cause you to lose, because you're upset. They always told me, the old guys, you have to pass. You have to think quick. And you have to practice. In the old games, they can sit in the game for one hour, two hours before they make that shot. In the games, you're sitting on the ground or kneeling on the ground. When they first started, they sat on the ground. And if you've never done it before, try kneeling for two hours. before they call that shot. But now, the new Indians want to change that five minutes to 10 minutes. And I always said, what are you going to learn? How are you going to learn? Excuse me what I'm about to say. That's the white man's way, not Indian. And I was taught that. I feel it's really good for this game. These are made of arrowweeds. They go wild out there. They carve it. They sing to it. They talk to it, they smoke it, they sleep with it, they carry it before a game. They'll do that for four to 10 to 15 days before they play that game. And here's the arrowweeds right here. This is how it looks. They're hard to find nowadays. And Kiki, for you growing up, and learning how to play peon, what are some of your, some of your memories and, and what does it mean to you to this day? Uh, some of my memories of playing when I was little was being around my family. Um, we would practice a lot, even though we didn't want to because I was a little girl. And I ended up playing, my team was my older sister, my late cousin, Alicia Brown, uh, my sister, Marcy, and my, it was either my cousin Venetia or my cousin Renee. 
but we all had parts because we were so ashamed to play sometimes. Since I was the youngest, I was always the captain. My older sister Maria, she always had a grunt. And then I always had to come up with the songs and the shots and everybody else just hid. But um, there were real happy times when we would practice, everybody would come over to my house and my mom would make this big old dinner and my dad and all the men would be out there building fires. A lot of people that had taught us, they're all gone now, except for a few. I say like only three of them are, here, are still here. And your father told us about how this is about resilience and resolve and inner strength and strength of the mind. And what was that like for you? How did you, how did you come to that through, through your experience playing the game? I used to get real mad, real easy when we would lose or let's say like um, nobody wanted to sing or it, it's kind of embarrassing, I would say, especially when you're that, you're that young. We were one of the youngest teams to play out here and um, I overcame it. Now I sing loud and proud and I, I have to strategize and that's what I use in, in real life too. So, I mean, it, it made me a better person. And Dina, you've given a lot of tour groups at the museum and shown a lot of kids pay on for the very so first time. Tell us a little bit about your experience with that. So My experience in teaching the kids um, the game and showing them and speaking to them about the objects that we use, um, how to play the game, how long it's, um, it dates back to, uh, to me, that makes me feel good because I'm teaching them some of our culture and about our history and things that we used to do. And when they come into the museum, they get excited, they listen, I have them sometimes sit down and they sit down and they answer, ask a lot of questions and you know I, I let them know about my experience in playing the game and you know some stories about when I played and uh, we sing a few songs and you know they get the songs they sing them I would do a little mock game and sometimes we spend a little bit too much time on the peon section but that's my favorite section so you know I'm happy to do that and I'm happy that they get to learn something about our culture and um, you know, just come out and have a good time. Uh, when I was learning, um, it was kind of hard really for me because I was expected to know the calls. Um, I was expected to um, do everything correct. And to me, that w put a lot of pressure on me. But after a while, you know, it, it made me become a better person, you know, listening, um, having manners, um, tolerating because also too you know the other team would you know kind of mock you and, and the songs and they'll get you upset but you know you just got to deal with it and that's what you got to deal with every day in life you know don't let people get to you and you know just go with the flow and mr barley you are a kokopa elder and so therefore you get the last word what would you like to see moving forward play more peon and uh out here, ceremony, out here, or at East. And i like to see more kids come out and more adults come out. And, uh, that's what I like to see. I want to see more happy people and 
more aggressive people in this life we're in. Like right now, this life we have right now today is a new world for us because we've got to wear masks. I'm really upset on that, but uh, I'm hoping these people that do come, they will learn more and teach others to keep it going and not to forget the Kokopah way. Kokopah Now is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on major platforms. Kokopah Now video podcasts are available exclusively on our YouTube channel. Just look up Kokopah Now. For a free monthly electronic newsletter, go to kokopah.com. In the upper right-hand corner, click on the newsletter tab. 